Hello and welcome back to the Dragons on the Table podcast where I record the D&D sessions that I enjoy with my friends. So today was the second session of the Far Enough Entertainers finale and it was a good session. We had some technical difficulties and things didn't quite go according to plan. I learned some stuff but it was good. So we had the whole group here tonight so that was nice. Had some fresh characters to jump in and kind of help uh, with some of the fights. The fights weren't really too bad, though. The first one, they went into another door, and there were lots of these stone pillars and tumultuous water everywhere. That was only about two feet deep throughout most of the area, but also a boat. Uh, if they were in the water, it was difficult terrain, so they kind of mostly tried to fight from the boat. A couple of those... Uh, more melee-focused wrist getting out of the boat and fighting. Yvelda and Zixia stayed in the boat and did most of their things from there. Ended up fighting a couple of really big sort of water-based demons that didn't prove to be too much trouble. The biggest challenge was just trying to kind of navigate the area. But once they defeated them, they were able to find the... This is now the fourth sphere. It was blue... And it was sitting on top of a rock, sitting on kind of a pedestal that was glowing with light. And that was basically it. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details of the fight because it's getting kind of late. And really it was a lot of the same, you know, hit, hit, whack, whack. And that was basically it. Anyway, so the second door proved to be a lot more interesting and a lot more harder to a lot more difficult to run. This was the Mage's College in Good Enough's library, which the characters have been in before. This was they'd been here when they first came to Good Enough and it was a maze. And so they started making their way through, they activated a fireball trap, came across a couple of mages who were not acting aggressive but were acting weird. The first one was just kind of hiding behind invisible barriers, uh, being really vague in his answers about what they were supposed to be doing. The other one kept casting illusions and all this stuff. And I'll just totally part the curtain here. I had planned to do... Uh, to there In the back of Volo's Guide to Monsters, there are mage stat cards. There's one for an abjurer, an illusionist, an evoker, a conjurer, I think a diviner. But I was just doing the first four. So an abjurer, an illusionist, conjurer, and evoker. My plan was is to just kind of bring these mages out one at a time and because it was there's so many spells and it's looking up everything single spell and it's, it takes a long time. And I knew it would but I thought I'd be able to flip through the pages quick enough and be able to keep on top of it all, but I was quickly learning otherwise. Each of my turns was just taking too long, and I was just trying to skin the spells, and I wasn't doing everything justice, and it was, yeah, it wasn't going well. Plus, the mage, or excuse me, the maze was proving difficult as well, as it was taking a long time, because everybody was sort of doing a turn and moving around. Then on top of that, uh, the vast majority of the players were on one account. They had gone over to their, uh, another player's house, and they were all using the same computer, 
which totally defeated the entire purpose of the dynamic lighting that I was using and kind of made the maze sort of dumb. So that was, it was kind of a gong show on my end at least. Uh, everybody was being really patient, of course, and so that was nice. Uh, they eventually, the mages eventually attacked them. And they defeated the mages. The two I had two mages out. I had an arbiter and an illusionist. I was going to bring the other two out and quickly realize that that was not a good idea. It was going to make that encounter way too long. It was already painfully tedious. And it was just taking a long time getting through all the turns because nobody was really sure what to do. Which was just another example. And I've I known this. I've learned this. And I just kind of re you know, having it reiterated to me is that when with D and D, the objectives have to be super obvious. Otherwise, and, and it may depend on the group too. But at least with my group, if the objective is not super obvious, things kind of get bogged down. But I wanted to have some encounters that weren't just fight the demons and win. This one didn't quite work out for that. Which is fine. It's just a learning experience. It's all a learning experience. We still had a lot of good laughs. At one point, Cole tried to climb on top of the bookshelves and got chased down by a bunch of flying books. One of the mages cast an illusion to look just like Zixia, and Zixia sort of had this weird sort of kind of, is that a mirror? Like, what is going on? She was really kind of freaked out. That was kind of fun. Uh, Anton had a entourage of summoned animals that he was having follow him around everywhere it was it was interesting it was interesting but we had fun i yeah eventually they killed the mages and they got two keys from them made their way through the rest of the maze found a the a room an alchemy room this was a room that they'd been to before they didn't really talk about it but there was a young mage apprentice in here making potions, and they picked one up that had some random effect. I don't even remember what it did. And, yeah, so they found the sphere in here. It was a purple sphere. They found it and headed back out. And that was pretty much it. Uh, we It took so long to get through that maze that we just didn't have any more time to do anything. <laughs> and that's kind of how it's going. Um, honestly, it it was fun. I enjoyed DMing and I enjoyed DMing tonight. I have just just kind of thinking a lot about it all, and I, I guess I kind of want to talk about it a little bit here. Is just how how bad D and D is at being a storytelling medium. I mean, when I first met it, I thought it was actually just going to be far superior to a normal like novel or any other form of written story. Or because it's so interactive and they can make it their own. And you look at groups like, you know, Critical Role and other, I'm going to say, professional D&D groups. And yeah, they tell a really cool story. But when it comes to just the everyday group, I get that's a completely different animal. It's not really a great way to tell a story. It is a great way to spend time with friends and to enjoy a game and to enjoy different people's creations. But there's just lots of things that happen. You know, kids running around in the background, internet not being great and it's hard to hear each other, different personalities and approaches to the game. You know, it's just 
there's so many things that get in the way. And this doesn't bother me. It, it would have bothered me. Well, it did bother me, I should say. <laughs> I don't know why I said would have. It did bother me when I first started, and I just thought I needed to be a better DM. And now that I've grown and I've learned a lot and I feel like I'm at least an adept DM, I'm just kind of realizing that a lot of it's out of my control. There's just a lot of things about D&D that make it not a great way to tell a story. And that's what I have in me. I have stories. Stories that I want to tell. I'm not really saying anything, but I am definitely trying to think about that. Like, how do I want to tell my stories? I love D&D. And I think D&D is a great way to test your world building. I am very excited to play another campaign with this group sometime down the future in the new world that I've been working on for the past six months. However, we're not, or however, it's not really going to be a great way to test a story. You, you make some encounters, you make some puzzles, you make some challenges, but how much story is there is really up to the players. You know, it, it comes down to the role playing. That's where the story is. And if you have a group that's not super into role playing, you know, a group who's not a bunch of professional voice actors or something like that, then it's, you know, you're not really going to get a lot of that. You know, the most of the story we've gotten has kind of come from me. Sorry for the alerts. It's kind of come from me doing a lot of railroading, really. That's where we've had a lot of the strong story moments. And that's just, that's just not what D&D's for. D&D is for... I mean, it can be. It can be if you have a group who wants to focus on that. Who, who wants to, you know... Re if you had a group of all just, like, role players or people who were willing to role play, I think D&D could really shine as a storytelling platform. But when you just have friends who just want to hang out, and that's what my group is, and that's totally fine, then I think I'm, I think I'm just realizing I need to look for a different way to tell the stories that are that I have, the stories that are within me that I want to tell. That's I'm gonna need to look elsewhere, and that's fine. It's totally fine. I am going to make a world. I'm working on making a world. I'm going to fill it with encounters and let them solve those encounters in their way. And that's what D&D, I think, is going to be for me going forward. And I might just need to start actually writing, a, not necessarily a book, but I don't know, maybe use one of the social media platforms that are out there, take more of a chapter-by-chapter -chapter approach. You know, you look at books like... Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, those, uh, Jules Verne did this a lot too, I think, those were written in newspapers, just one chapter at a time, and that's why, partly why a lot of those books are so long, is because the story just kind of kept going and going, and they were just writing the next chapter, getting super detailed in it. I don't know, I might need to use a social media platform and do something like that going forward, because I like, I like how the stories evolve through D&D. And I have a hard time getting myself to write and work creatively unless I know there's going to be an audience. So just sitting down and writing a book, I, I'm afraid I'll piddle out on it. So I need to think of some other form, some other way that I can write and people can read it and, and give me feedback. 
kindly. <laughs> this is kind of the problem with this is the nice thing about having a group of friends, you know, who enjoy your D&D creations because they're going to be gentle. Anyway, and clearly I am in kind of a weird mood tonight because I'm just rambling about stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and call it there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all of my players for playing. Last week will probably be the last session for the Far Enough Entertainers. And maybe possibly the last podcast. All right, good night.